Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw Podcast. I am Dax Holt, joined by Adam Glenn. This is our last Raw rundown of the year of 2022. You know, while every other podcast out there has put a hold on their podcasts, not us. We are working through the holidays. We are working through getting you that last Raw rundown. Adam, how you doing, buddy? You still sleep over there? What's going on? Um, uh, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm... I'm... I'm tired. I'm in Miami right now, dude. I should be on vacation, but no, I'm working for the people. This is what I do. This is I'm, if you're watching on the YouTube, I'm dressed like I look like a baby Tucker Carlson right now with this <laughs> salmon shirt color that I'm wearing. I went out to dinner last night, but I uh, I'm in Miami right now trying to I take a few weeks here and uh, hibernate and also try to see if I get some celebs here. And it's weird. It's not as busy as it usually is. Apparently, there's some huge mm-hmm. party going on in St. Bart's. So that's like where all this uh, – like in previous years, a lot of celebs came down to Miami. Now people are going down to St. Bart's. That's the new thing. It's it's rich. It's hot. It's cool there. Um, I did get one celebrity here. I got a Peyton Manning interview, which was pretty good. Um, but what I'm doing today and what I'm doing right now is the top 10 stories of the week. Before we get to the top 10 stories of the week, we read your reviews. Um, if you go to iTunes, you put in Hollywood Raw. If you go to wherever you listen to your podcast, let's just say like the Apple podcast app you mm-hmm. put in hollywood raw you go all the way to the bottom you just put in five stars say a few kind of words and those little few kind of words that you say we actually read them live on air to just shout you out so dax do you have some reviews ready i do all right this one comes from angie and callie love y'all just just found your podcast and i absolutely love y'all i've been binging the previous shows thank you so much for having such an informative and entertaining show i only wish that it was more than once a week and longer episodes will you be changing to more shows each week i know i'm not alone wanting more keep up the great work we appreciate you thank you angie and Callie. well angie and callie we do two shows a week i don't think we can do more than that though (laughs) Yeah, trust me. We're trying to survive here. Yeah, we we gotta work. Um, we're not. We don't even do this for money because we don't make any. We, I mean, we're not a patron. (laughs) We're 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 honestly, we're just kind of. We have a good audience, and we actually really like you guys. So that's why we kind of really do this, and it's fun because Dax and I have a lot of tales between the two of us that we just kind of like to share with each other, and kind of, it's just fun to talk about. But uh, I appreciate the words. I appreciate the. the nice comments. Keep them coming. Dax, do you have like two more? All right. This one, uh, love the stories from the insiders. This one says, heard you on Juicy Scoop and decided to check out your podcast. Love it. I really enjoy the stories from the ex-paparazzi and your stories of the kindest slash meanest celebs. <laughs> the, you know what's funny is our assholes celeb episode is probably one of the top episodes we've ever done which is so funny to me and we did it as just like oh let's just talk about some assholey moments that celebs have had and that one just crushed it so funny yeah no that was uh i mean we're just talking about people's experiences that's like when we have paparazzi on the on the episode we just talk about their experiences with dylan and they're it's you know you might not they maybe weren't an asshole to you but they're an asshole to us but 
The people that are nice are generally pretty nice people. All right, well, give me one more Dax. All right, last one. This comes from Bobby302. Senior fan, I love this podcast. Never miss your podcast. I am a 70-year-old fan. Keeps me up to date on what's happening. You are the best. Well, thank uh, you. Bobby We love keeping you up to date. That's cool, Bobby. I really appreciate that. Um, nice to nice to talk. I really like that part, just to say hi to you guys. And honestly, like the group, we have this private Facebook group called Off the Record, where we get to even talk to you guys more. You guys can ask us questions, and we answer like some stuff that we can't even answer on the podcast due to legality reasons because we don't want to piss off too many of these people. Um, but um, <laughs> it's what it is. What it is. But let's get to our top ten stories of the week, starting with number ten. Dax, what is number ten? Number 10 is Gigi Hadid reportedly didn't have enough energy for Leonardo DiCaprio, and that's kind of why their relationship has basically fizzled out. You know, this relationship was like everyone was talking about it, and and then all of a sudden he starts being spotted out with his 23-year-old model, Victoria Lamas, and so everyone's like, wait, so are you done with Gigi Hadid, like, what's happening? And it sounds like they were very much into each other, but neither of them wanted anything serious, but her priority is her daughter. And I've been saying this from the beginning. I'm like, I don't picture Leonardo DiCaprio dating someone with a kid because he isn't the focus of attention then. You know what I'm saying? Like, he likes to travel around the world and jet set and do all this, but you can't do that when you have a young kid at home. It just doesn't work out, especially when you're not the kid's father, because that's a different story. If both of you are then going to be traveling with the kid, okay. But uh, I, I just didn't see this one lasting too long, and it seems like you know, the the big first moment was when she skipped his 48th birthday bash, and it was like this they star-studded event, but she didn't go. And so people are like, oh, maybe this relationship isn't working out. But basically, it does come down to the fact that he wants to travel, to do all these things, to stay up late, to party. And she's like, I don't have the energy for it because I'm trying to have a career and be a, a mom. So... um that's kind of sounds like like what kind of is ending this relationship. Makes sense. I mean, it's not even just like the kid part, in my opinion. It's like just dealing with all the games Leo plays. Like Leonardo, Gigi's like a really sweet girl. Like she's pretty. She mm-hmm. has a bodyguard probably about eighty percent of the time, maybe even sixty percent of the time. But she's just sort of normal. She walks around with her kids. She goes to restaurants. She doesn't hide. Where, you know, when you're with Leo, he doesn't. He tries to hide. He wants to play this secret game. But yet again, he goes to the hot spots. It's like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting dating a guy like Leo. Obviously, going to his travel schedule and kind of living that lifestyle, late nights, and him running around like he's a vampire. It's. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's that fun. He's Leo. Leo and his crew are like vampires at night. It's like that '80s movie with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Like that's what it just reminds yeah. me of. Well, the I guess one insider had um, had told Glamour that Gigi doesn't have the energy to run after DiCaprio and added his routine is just too much for her. <laughs> makes total sense. I get it. Good for her to kind of like a lot of people could see Leo being a good person to date because it's good for your career. Um, you know, it's kind of cool on your resume, I guess, in some ways. But she's like, yeah, Dude, I'm she good. doesn't need it. She's like no, one she of the doesn't. top models in the world. She doesn't need yeah. his clout. But you know what? It's hard. In this day and age, a lot of people would not not do that. Would not. Pass no. A lot of a lot of people would chase after him. Exactly. 100%. So, uh, props to Gigi for stepping down. All right, number nine. Uh, number nine, Bella Thorne says she lost a role at ten. 
because the director accused her of flirting with him at 10 years old. So she did the High and Low podcast, or I'm sorry, High Low with Emirata, the podcast on Tuesday. God, I've wanted Bella Thorne for so long. We tried so long to get Bella on this podcast. We wrote to every single person that says, here's the thing about Bella Thorne. She has all these people that claim they're their publicist, like claim like they work with her, and then we reach out to them, and we find that they don't. And we've been trying to get Bella Thorne on the podcast forever. Like these people lie to us, like, "Oh yeah, I work with Bella. Oh yeah, we're gonna yeah, pass." Yeah, she'll and come we'll on. Find she'll, out she'll... That person doesn't work with Bella, you know. So, so annoying. I want her so bad. She, I, I just think that she is one of those people that has amazing story she's been famous basically most of her life and she doesn't hold back on any interviews and this interview with emirato was phenomenal you know basically what it comes down to is she's been famous since 2010 after starring alongside zendaya in the disney channel shake it up show and she said you know being famous is stressful being a child actor in the public eye um, when it comes to discovering your sexuality it's not the whole thing world watching you but specifically men and people and women around you telling you that this is the box you fit in. And she goes on to tell a story about when she was 10 years old, there was a casting director who called her agent, and then the agent called her mom, and they said, so she's not moving forward with this project because the director felt she was flirting with him, and it made it really uncomfortable. And she said, and she goes on to say, like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I didn't give a fuck what I said. I don't care what I said. I could have said, eat my pussy right now. I'm 10 years old. Why would you think that? Why? And she's got a point there. Like, how would a casting director feel like a 10-year-old is flirting with him? That's really weird. Yeah, it's um, – Bell Thorne is just such an interesting person. Uh, it's weird. I mean, from my experiences, like, I saw her on the street one time in New York City. I was afraid to put her on camera. Like, I was like, had the camera. I was like, do I go up to her? Do I not? Because I didn't know how she would react. She's like, are you going to ask me something? Like, go. Like, ask me. I was like, oh, Okay, but yeah, great interview, and I i mean, it's a wild story. It's a weird story. It's a wild yeah. story. I mean, oh, flirting with her at 10, and, it's insane. And Emrata kind of co-signed that. She's like, you know, you really get sexualized in this industry. She said that when she was 16, a modeling agent told her, this face, this is how we know this girl gets fucked. And, and she was like, what? <laughs> because of my face? That's... That's what gives you permission to say this? No. Just because I'm a model doesn't mean that I'm just out there having sex with everyone. Like, damn. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I definitely highly recommend go listen to this episode. Great episode. I mean, both these women, you know, they, they don't hide ba- hold back from anything. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a wild... Uh... Yeah, just a wild interview. Uh, I would still want to... Sometimes when people do interviews, like, some people are, we had Trevor on who was a pop uh, a paparazzi uh, like three episodes ago and people love that episode. He was a paparazzi who dated Aubrey O'Day. Aubrey O'Day has been doing a lot of interviews lately and we first wanted Aubrey O'Day and now we're like I don't want Aubrey O'Day. Like she kind of said there's nothing to say but I feel like I just still have a lot of questions for Bella Thorne even though she just did an interview. I feel like we could get more mm-hmm. out of her so Bella – I know you're not listening, but maybe your aunt is. Tell and tell your niece <laughs> to listen to it and come to the podcast. All right, Dax, number eight. Number eight, Paul Abdul getting called out for some major Photoshopping fail. So um, if you follow Paul Abdul on Instagram, you saw that she went to Kathy Hilton's annual Christmas party this year and posted a bunch of photos from the very fancy holiday bash. A bunch of people were there, Paris, Heidi Klum, Jacqueline Smith, all these people. And um, But what most people are talking about is not so much, wow, this is a great event, but 
Paula, why do you not look like yourself? So I'm actually going to post some of these photos yeah. here. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see them. Um, and if not, come over to our YouTube page and check them out or just go to our Instagram, which might be also an easier way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but so here, here's one photo. It's her and hiding Jacqueline. And it's it's not – this one is not like the worst one. This one is – you know, she looks very young and looks like they've used some maybe auto-tune on her face. Is it auto-tune? No, face-tune. Face-tune, Use some yeah. face-tune on her face, which kind of smooths out any lines and makes it look very young. But here is the photo that I think most people are talking about. Look at this one, Adam. Man, that is That wild. doesn't look like Paula Abdul. No. And you know what the thing is? I'm usually not a filter guy. Like, I don't care. People claim the Kardashians filter and it's bad. I really don't care. And I still don't care about this. However, it's like, dude, this is really not a good job. Like, whoever, I wonder if she did it or if, like, her assistant did it or who did the, the filtering because that does not like how did this like one at all. Yeah, this one, how did this pass the, like, okay, we can post it because it it is so face-tuned that it looks like Paula Abdul's daughter or something. Like this yeah. this girl doesn't even look like Paula Abdul. It looks like a 16-year-old girl. Like it looks like you're going to a like a Christmas party for like a junior prom type thing. It's so yeah, bizarre. It's so, it's it's so, so weird. So, it's too bizarre. But yeah, it's just really bad. I'm surprised. I again, I usually don't care if people filter. It's like fine, who mm -hmm. cares? I, I don't matter. But this was just like not even weird. It was like, hey, bad job. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, so a bunch of the comments said this looks like a completely different person. Wow. I don't understand this. Everyone knows what you actually look like. The amount of editing here is embarrassingly obvious. Um, what else? Some people say you're making young girls and women feel like they need filters. That way they can't be proud of themselves the way they are. And this is very sad. Um, what else? Other people say, Paula, you're beautiful. No need to edit your photos at this point. Um, uh, that people don't recognize you. Another follower, stop with the face tune. You're aging. Deal with it. Anyway, so comments go on and on and on. So, yeah, Paula, like like, you don't need it, girl. We all love you. It looks like she edited it. Like she edited her photo with like the Snapchat filter. You know, <laughs> like it wasn't like a good. Just no, it bad. just looks weird. All right, Dex, okay. number seven. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, number seven, Chelsea Handler um, is opening up why her relationship with Joe Coy. 
uh, kind of went down the drain. You know, this this relationship everyone thought was going to end in marriage. They were like on top of the world. They seemed so happy together. And she says, it just became clear that he was just not my person. So she did an interview with Brooke Shields on her podcast, What Now? The two women were sitting there talking about Chelsea Handler's personal life, her professional life, and they got on the topic about her romance with Joe Coy, which ended ahead of their one-year anniversary in July. And she said, you know, I really believe this was my guy. I was like, oh my God, I won. I got everything. I have a career. I have respect. I have my family. I have so many friends and all these things. And then what I thought was going on, what was going to be the person to spend my life with, she said, I'm not that hard to up to get married, but it was I was open to the idea of it. And towards the end of the relationship, it became clear that he was not my person. There were just some obvious behaviors we couldn't agree on. I felt to me I, I would have to abandon myself, which maybe I would have to be okay with when I was 20 or 25, but I wasn't willing to do that no matter how much I love the person. Okay. Still a little cryptic, right? Yeah. It, yes. What do you think that means? Is is she saying like he was doing drugs and I wasn't into that, but maybe if I was 20 or 25, I would? Is it drinking? Is it late night partying? Like, what the hell is she referring to? I Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of people are pissed off for. Or not pissed off, but just kind of like, what the fuck? Because it was a very oh, weird Oh, I left message. up the Kathy Hilton picture. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> oh, sorry. People are like, yep, we saw this. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Uh, um. So I think a lot of people are just sort of like question like why would you bring this up? Like it's – you can't just say this but not tell everything because it leaves a lot – at least too much guessing. Either don't say it or say it. I don't yeah, think the, Joe the, like, has a drug problem by any means. And if anything, Chelsea is pretty open about how she smokes weed and she's done but, some but, stuff. But, when, but why, why do you say some behaviors that I just couldn't agree on? Like why do you say behaviors? Yeah. That to me, like that makes people speculate that there's like drugs, e- even if there's not. And really, I don't think Joe Coy does hardcore drugs or anything like that. Yeah. You know, we've had him on the podcast. He's he's pretty open. Uh, and I think we would know that because I don't feel like you would hide it. But I, I don't know. I made me question even more. When you, I mean, unless this was on purpose to get people guessing on her, she's like. I think Chelsea, in some ways, she's room, she's going to be doing some days taking over for Trevor Noah at The Daily Show. And she did say she'd be open to taking over that role. So maybe it's like a way of her keeping her name relevant a little bit. So well, she is. She, she does have her new Netflix special, uh, Revolution, dropping on the 27th, so a couple days ago. Um, and this is right around that time. So maybe it was just a ploy to get people to check out her new... and. and Netflix special, and I think he directed it as well. And she said that he directed it, uh, but we haven't spoken in quite some time. Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird because again, they were they were so close. It's like he felt that like he was friends, and I actually thought this one was going to last for them because they were such close friends. And it's weird because because they crossed the line and started dating. Now they're no longer friends, um, and they haven't spoken. He hasn't said any comments about her. He's been very, in some ways. Uh, professional like he talks kindly about her like they both actually when they well she up, didn't she didn't say anything married. bad about him she's even she didn't say anything to say, like, she well she she made it cryptic but she did you know she definitely praises him and you know says that she loved him a lot and thought that was her guy you know but just said there was things that were unacceptable yeah i get think into what it was 
if you're going to bring it to that extent, you have to kind of, I mean, you don't have to, it's like, it's your, it's your life. But he, I feel like in to protect his sort of persona, his career, like, mm-hmm. I think you got to be a little bit more specific then, you know, because yeah. you leave people with a lot of speculation and speculation in this industry is not the best thing to do. All right, Dax, number six. Emily Radicikowski and Pete Davidson, there's a big report that they have split up after two months of dating. I mean, Adam, are we even going to call this a, a split? Yeah. Were they even really together to to say that they were dating? I mean, they were photographed at a Knicks game. That, that's not... That's not together. And I really think at the end of the day, this was just a smart publicity move on their part. You know, getting out there, everyone was talking about them. It, it, it worked for both parties. Do I think that they ever really were dating? No. Could they have hung out and had a fun night? Maybe. But I don't think this was dating. No, I agree with you. I mean, I, maybe, I, and I hope for Pete's sake, and maybe for her sake as well, they had a night where they got it out of their system. But... Uh, it was good for business. It was good for their career. But yeah, I never thought of this as a real thing, you know. And now, you know, Emily is not hiding about the dating she's doing. I mean, paparazzi are waiting outside her house every single night because they're like, "All right, she's going to go out tonight. Let's see who she goes out with." I give credit to the people that are able to out who the guys she dates are because they're not really that big a public figure. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it goes to like what happens is she goes out on a date. The photographer, the paparazzi get photos of it, and then they all send it back to the agency, and then the agency's like, all right, we got to find out who this guy is, who this guy is. And basically by digging and kind of sending out to people, like, hey, do you know this person going through her social, see if she follows them. They're able to identify who the person is. Pete- I, I think it's a lot less sophisticated than that. I think it's, hey, Emily's going to be here with DJ so-and-so. You guys might want to go get photos. <laughs> I, I I don't put a pastor. I don't put a pastor because she's really staying very relevant right now for someone who is just. Well, I think even this story, like, I think everyone had already moved on thinking that Pete and Emily weren't even a thing. I mean, he's been yeah. seen out with Chase Suey Wonders. She's been seen out with a bunch of people. Why this was a, a source telling People Magazine that they weren't together, it's like to get their names in the headlines again. Like, this was a pointless story. Yeah, it was just like, we, no one got excited about this. Honestly, I think it was a backward step for Pete. Emily, obviously, it was good for her name, but it was a backward step for Pete. It was just kind of gross. So it's like, all right, dude, enough. So I like that he's with this other girl who's not like the biggest actress. Um, they're not confirmed in a relationship, but they've been spotted, I guess, three times now at different things at Whole Foods, at his apartment, and at uh, Rangers or Knicks game. I think she's actually a better girl for him, where she's not like the huge star. Like Emily, it was just it was just kind of gross a career move. All right, Dax, number five. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg putting her foot in her mouth once again. Uh, you know, do you remember when she was on The View? Uh, I don't know how long ago this was, but she started saying that you know she started getting into the Holocaust talk, which is never a safe move. I feel like for people on TV, like unless you are a historian and you know. Everything there is to know about the Holocaust, like, don't don't start in, enforcing your views uh, onto the world and what you think, you know, uh, is the truth about the Holocaust. She basically said the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was man's humanity, inhumanity 
uh, versus man. So she was basically negating the fact that like Hitler was going directly after the Jews without really saying that she was like, oh, you know, he he was going after people with disabilities and and all of this stuff, and that basically Judaism is not a race. Um, and I think that is kind of a a split thing, but even with Jews, whether or not. Judaism is a race or religion, but she got a lot of flack from people, and she ended up getting suspended from The View for two weeks. She had to, you know, sit down and kind of, like, study from a rabbi to explain how um, a a lot of Jews believe that Judaism is a race, and so by her saying that, it could be very hurtful to people because Hitler was hunting down Jews based on... um, certain aspects of their their personal appearance um and and I'll, I'll, you know she she had to do a big mea culpa on it then she does this interview with the times of i, I think like the the uk version of the times and she like brought it up again and basically said that the holocaust wasn't about race again and what she was trying to get a, a, across to people and all i'm thinking is whoopee shut the fuck up like you already got yourself in a lot of trouble you got yourself out of it why would you then bring it up again so now there was more reports going around that she was basically doubling down on her views that no one wanted to hear the first time and so she now had to come out again and apologize again and say yes the holocaust was about race i'm just you know i know this is a bit of a confusing story but at the same time I don't know why she just keeps talking. Like, move on. She must just really, really feel, like, deep in her heart that she wants to get across her point, and it's failing every time. Yeah, I personally, I mean, I've met Whoopi a ton of times. I like her as a person. She's very sweet. She's very nice to me. Like, I've, I've never, I don't have a bad story to say with Whoopi personally. Like, I've always got along with her super great. I feel like sometimes, when, I mean, with these shows, like... Um, even like ESPN to like the view, you're supposed to have a hot take, you know, and everyone goes one way, you go to the other because it's good shows. And maybe with this one, she thought she was going to have like a hot take, an interesting take that would make the show interesting, relevant, maybe keep her around a little bit more. But it was just... Again, was just, hot just, takes about the Holocaust. Leave yeah, them out. They never go well for you. Yeah, it just... I expect more out of her. Um, and I know what... I, she apologized. She did the work. It's just, uh, you know, it could be age, you know, where she's just not uh, as quick-witted as she once was where she could, um, I don't know, just have a better opinion or better know, like, how to make good TV. But, yeah, just didn't work well. She apologized. Hopefully move on. But, guys, just stay away from hot takes on the Holocaust. It's just – you're right, guys. It never <laughs> – Works out well. It never goes well. Uh, All right, number four. All right, number four, Kim Kardashian breaking down into tears, talking about Kanye West shielding the kids. Um, If you've been living under a rock, you didn't see this one this week, but she did. uh, She got really candid with Angie Martinez on the IRL podcast, um, saying that she really hides her kids from all the crazy crap that Kanye does in the public. She never badmouths. Uh, Kanye to her kids and she really kind of like shields them so they have no idea all the wild crap that he's been doing this year Um, she says she basically has them living in a bubble and she broke down into tears while talking about this that it is a a big struggle co-parenting with Kanye West 
amid their split. And she said, you know, like, I want my kids to grow up like I grew up with my dad, like reflecting on on Robert Kardashian and to really give the kids great memories like her father gave gave her. Um, but then she said, you know what, I, 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 I will not bash their father, especially not publicly. And she says that I don't want my kids to ever hear that. And she said, I hope that one day later in life, they will thank me for not bashing him. So and then she also Once. opened up about the whole Balenciaga backlash saying that she she should have responded quicker and that was a big fault and you know people aren't perfect but she lives under this microscope at all times and it's like it, it's really hard to constantly have everyone focus on you and she she did apologize for not being quicker on that. Yeah, Kim's the best. I mean and a lot of people what are you talking about Kim's the best? You know what? She she's cool. You know what? I, I respect her for not talking about it in front of her kid, you know, because it is such a crazy thing and it, it's just it's nuts. But Kim's pretty strong, you know, and I think it's um, and she's also, I think, pretty honest as well. Do you think so? You Do know, you think so, she's honest? So 100 percent. And you know what I like about it is. When we had Steve Honig on, he said the number one thing you should do in the court of public opinion is just own up to your shit and move on. Like, don't dance around it. Don't give excuses why you did what you did. Just own up to it and you'll get a better reception. And I feel like that is what Kim does when she does mess up. You know, she'll go out there and she'll say, hey, you know, like, yeah, I I should have responded to the Balenciaga campaign a lot quicker and i i should have done it i didn't i messed up and then she kind of like moves on from it and i think that's exactly what any crisis pr person would tell her to do and she does it yeah and you know what the thing is too she just addressed it so now we all moved on like it, there's nothing else yep. to really say she addressed it and now we move on to the next kim kardashian story and we wait another two more days until the next kim kardashian two more story. days i'm gonna give it two more minutes before I mean, a new kim kardashian story comes yeah, out there's also a new another story that came out that she you know i mean no one really cares that much but she says never say never when it comes to ruling out more kids so we're already on to the next story, but I give her props for addressing it. I have props <laughs> for her for being honest. Um, Kim, everyone, like, it's funny. Doing what we do, first question, people always say, have you met the Kardashians? What are they like? And I think they expect a negative answer from me, and I always say they're the best. They're the best. Yep. They really are. All right, Dex, number three. Uh, Andy Cohen throwing shade at James Corden now, uh, saying that he ripped off his Watch What Happens live set. So Andy Cohen is accusing James Corden um, of basically copying the bar. So you know how Andy's always kind of had a bar on his set where he's like, oh, well, now you see James Corden also has a bar. And so I think that Andy is really just upset about the fact that he has never been included in the late night host conversation and this goes back to even when i was it variety or vanity fair did this big old photo shoot i think it was vanity fair actually did a big old photo shoot with all the late night hosts back in 2015 and he was left out of it and he's constantly left like when you think of late night host do you immediately think of andy cohen or do you think of james corden and you know jay leno and like all these other people first that's that's my question yeah i i it's a. I understand Andy's uh, grief with this or her a- anger with this because I think Andy Cohen's show is great. I actually, think of all the shows, I think mm-hmm. Andy's Cohen might be one of the most watchable because 
it's just you get a real interview out of it. You get you walk away from Andy's show with something from the interview. Um, now, it's a different do you structure. Think just right? it's, do you think though it's because it's on Bravo that he's never like if yeah. it was on ABC or NBC or you know like one of the lower channels? Do you think he would get more credit for what he does? Hundred percent. But also. His show's a half hour. All those shows are an hour. I mean, if you really want to be more specific, how about Greg Gutfeld, who is the host on Fox News? He does a late night show on Fox News. And, you know, if you're left or right, whatever it is, you can't break that ratings wise. His show does incredible ratings. It's a late night comedy show on Fox News. They don't have guests, really. They have some, like, kind of like newsworthy type guests, but not like your typical celebrity guests. But his show beats out ratings as beats like Jimmy Kimmel, like ratings on these other late night shows consistently. But yeah, if I do think if Andy Cohen was on a, are you like a secret Fox news fan? This is your second Fox news host reference in one half hour show. (laughs) Did I say what other story? You look like Tucker Carlson. Oh yeah, I do. But I do. (laughs) It's so bad. Um, but yes, I think Andy would get more respect if he was on a major or um, a basic cable network. But also, it's a different structure show. He does a 30-minute show where the other shows are an hour. So I don't think they put him in that show as an hour. And also, the other shows have the same sort of beats. Start with a monologue. Start with, you know, Andy goes right into an interview. So it's – I understand his frustration. However, it's a little bit I mean, of a I would say that, like – I would say keep your frustration to yourself because I feel like it makes him look petty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's rocking it. Everyone loves Andy's show. It's doing really well. It's really revolutionized like the way interviews go down. Um, but like why throw shade because someone else put a bar on their set? That it, it again, just I, I think it makes him look petty. I think when he took a dig at Ryan Seacrest during the New Year's Eve rock and eve or whatever the hell the, yeah. the you know the countdown show that he does with anderson calling it like oh who hosts that like it's unnecessary yeah you know people don't like that we we don't want to hear you bashing other people like just be funny yourself i get it yeah i, I agree know. with you don't it's just not necessary keep doing your thing and keep creating your own path all right number two All right, number two, uh, TJ Holmes filing for divorce from his wife amid this whole cheating scandal with his co-host, Amy Robach. Uh, So as you know, uh, TJ and Amy, it seems like they're kind of pushing forward on this relationship. Uh, But now he has filed from divorce from his second wife, Marley Feibrig, is I believe how you say her name, um, in New York City after 13 years of marriage. So Page Six reported on Wednesday that amid this whole alleged extramarital affair uh, with the Good Morning America 3 host um, that caused both anchors to basically be temporarily benched from the network, and they're all doing this internal investigation right now. So they still haven't gone back on the air, uh, but now he is filing for divorce. I guess she is also, uh, it looks like, on the way to Divorceville as well with her husband. But just a really, really messy situation that just keeps getting worse, I feel like. And now they're all vacationing together. I'm like, man, you're just rubbing it in everyone's face. And I'm thinking, if this relationship goes sour, which I I could easily see it going sour, because, you know, it's like all exciting at the beginning. Um, if it goes sour, you literally ruined your career that you've worked so hard for, like, ABC, I don't know if they'll even put them back on the air at this point. I don't think they handled this situation great. I think they 
allow the public to control the narrative rather than themselves control the narrative. If they would have kind of, you know, since they are public figures, they, you know, mm -hmm. and they went to ABC and their their HR and said, like, listen, we're in a relationship. And um, instead, you know, ABC found out about it as we did, and the public already kind of created their own narrative for them. And it just... No, I think more importantly, they should have first either separated from their spouses, made that public, then figured out what they were going to do together. And there, there is rumors going around that this was leaked by someone inside of ABC that was just sick of TJ, like, cheating on his wife, uh, allegedly cheating on his wife, um, with numerous people. And then when it got to Amy, it just became so much that someone apparently... Um, the rumors go that someone in ABC leaked it out. That's why it became such a big deal. Yeah, I'm very curious how it all came out. I'm actually very, I'm, I'm well, very. Well, it curious. wasn't like they were being private. They were hanging out in public and taking vacations together. So it wasn't like they were hiding it that much. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. You just be needed one camera person to be tipped off on the situation. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if. I'm not, actually, I wouldn't be surprised, but I thought maybe one of the partners hired a private investigator to do the photos because it was so wild how they got everything. You know, like that wasn't your normal paparazzi stuff. They were on that for a while. So I don't know. Yeah. That's that's the thing I really want to know is if how it kind of the story kind of broke and if one of the partners got involved and wanted it out there because they were embarrassed. Yeah, maybe. All right, Dax, it's that time. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, this is the one that everyone tunes in. The number one week. <laughs> number one story of the week. Tory Lanez found guilty of shooting Megan the Stallion. Uh, this has been going on for quite some time. After two years after the event, uh, Tory Lanez has been found guilty by a Los Angeles jury of shooting Megan the Stallion in the foot. Um, she testified in court against him that he fired a handgun at her feet during a roadside altercation, shouting like. I think it was like dance bitch or something what he said. Yeah. Uh, but Megan claimed she was attempting to flee from lanes at the time and required surgery to remove bullet fragments from her feet. Um, but he can now face up to 22 years in jail. And uh, his charges include assault with a semi-automatic firearm, having a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. Um, and so she has yet to comment on the outcome, which I'm sure she is very happy with. Uh, but her lawyers have been quoted saying that the jury got it right. Um, and you know what? I think this is a big deal because I think it's hard for for women in the, the entertainment industry to speak out like this um, because like, and I, when I say this image, like the rap industry, I think she got a lot of criticism from other people in, in the rap game saying that she was basically a snitch or she was, you know, ratting him out when at the end of the day, she was the one that was the victim here. And she should be able to say the dude shot me in the fucking foot. Like, that's not okay. There needs to yeah. be consequences, not I should just shut my mouth and be quiet because I'm a woman in this industry. Um, and so, you know, domestic violence and issues surrounding race and sex in the criminal justice arena, you know, they they should be brought to the forefront. And I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for her. I hope, though, that her 
I hope things settle down for her with in regards to other professionals in the entertainment industry. She got all she got shit on a lot over the last couple of months. Yeah, she talked about it a lot with her peers that, you know, basically her peers kind of turned their back on her for kind of being public and, you know, sort of ruining this guy's career. Um, here's a little inside tea that I, I found out. So you heard the story with, regarding the story, if you follow along with this case, that uh, Tory was um, – he was – he offered to pay her a million do- her and her friend like a million dollars to not say anything. Um, yep. And they, you know, so that became public. Allegedly, he Tory's team was paying. Allegedly, Tory's team was paying smaller blogs and in- popular Instagrams to kind of control the narrative and put out um, stuff about Tory regarding this case in his favor to kind of stir the the public and possibly the jury of their decision. Um, and I think there was a story going to come out about this, but it might have got buried mm. after the story of him coming guilty came, came out. That's so, interesting, though, like yeah. trying to like even bury it more. So, I mean, listen, that goes back to basically what Meghan Markle said in regards to, you know, you've got – one one side pushing a narrative to all these small blogs around the world, they can change the influence of millions of people and yeah. the way that they look at a celebrity. And, you know, that was kind of her big grief was that the palace would push out these stories to all these reporters, all these news sites, and it would be very one-sided. And she always got the, like, shit side of it. Um, and that's why the public had turned so much on her after being so beloved at the beginning yeah i don't know anyway tory lanes is scheduled to uh to be uh, uh sentenced on friday the 27th of january so got some time before that happens yeah just a wild situation and women d- should not be afraid to report crimes uh, and i think that is the big takeaway from this you know, especially black women out there they, they should not be afraid to report anything, um, especially from pressure from other people in the public eye. That's right. Well, that's our top 10 stories of the week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at at Hollywood Raw Pod, P-O-D. Follow us on Facebook. We have this uh, private Facebook group called Off the Record uh, where we kind of share some of our favorite tea with you and kind of – just kind of keep up with you. You guys can ask us questions and we answer and you guys talk to each other. It's just a really good, fun community where we all kind of hang out and bullshit about this nonsense. Uh, find me at Adam Glenn. Find Dax Holt at, at Dax Holt. Have a happy new year, guys. We'll see you guys in 2023. Hopefully, uh, and here's my prediction. Within two weeks, there's going to be a, probably some sort of big death and everyone's going to go, oh, my God, the worst year ever. <laughs> it always happens, I, right? Yeah, it always happens. It's like January first, second, or third. Someone dies, and everyone's like, "Oh, what a horrible way to start off the year." Yeah. Yep. So let's. Death let's is always a hard hold. way to start off any day. How about that? It's true. So let's try to hold that off for as long as possible. But uh, happy New Year, guys! Thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, hope you and your families are safe, happy, healthy, and just having fun. See you guys next time. Bye. A Huda Media Production.